Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, Dragon Ball edition. Today we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball Super manga chapter number 70 with our Dragon Ball expert, Mitch, Mitch Oso. How are you doing today, sir? I'm pretty good, sir. Thank you for having me back on. As uh, as always, uh, always look forward to a, a new chapter every time. Yeah, and we'd be risk to say that the last chapter that we recorded was a day before the birth of your first son, Cooper. So we haven't had a chance to say it on the L7C podcast. Congratulations on the birth of your son, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Can't wait to get him involved. And uh, hopefully, he, maybe he'll get invested in Dragon Ball uh, as we, uh, you know, as we go through our little adventure of life together. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he likes it. Maybe he doesn't. Or who knows what even Dragon Ball would look like in, you know, five, ten, even 20 years. You know, who knows where we'll be. So maybe he'll take over and do podcasts. Uh. As long as he doesn't like Dragon Ball Kai and doesn't like Super Sam Blue, we'll be all right. He's uh, we're, I'm going to make sure that is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, can't raise my son wrong. But yeah, man, this chapter dropped on 318. We thought it was coming out tomorrow, but you were very smart to point out today is actually Saiyan Day, uh, 318. So it made sense for them to drop the uh, the chapter. So good on you for realizing that, man. Well, I only realized that, you know, today, because as as we pointed out and what um, you had noticed was at the end of these chapters, it tells you when the next chapter will Mm -hmm. drop. And it said like, Last month, March nineteenth, and um, it was on. It was yesterday, actually. I was just on Twitter, and uh, you know, DBZ hype or DBS hype. He um, he had posted, you know, that over in Japan because they have at least like a twelve-hour time difference in us that they were celebrating Saiyan Day, and I didn't really think too much about it. And then, you know, bam! This this chapter just shows up a day early. Um, I think it's smart for them to do that. It just, you know. Um, I'm glad that they were able to pump this out day early on same day and you know give the fans a little bit uh, something something before the weekend. So. Yeah, right on to that. But Mitch, man, let's just get right into the chapter, go over, and then we'll just go from there. All right. The normal chapter breakdown usually, you know, there's like three sections to um, these chapter formats. This one's kind of divided up more into two sections, but the first section constantly goes back and forth between granola and then the characters on Beerus's planet so i guess you could say it's divided into three but um it's just the first half is you know back and forth so uh it starts up with granola and the uh, dragon on planet cereal and um he makes the wish that he wants to be the most um powerful um life form in the universe right and that's how the last chapter ended This chapter starts off with the dragon wishing to clarify the wish with Granola, asking if he wants to be the strongest life form apart from the gods. And Granola's like, yes. And can you do that? And um, the dragon states that, yes, it's possible to make you stronger, but he cannot increase the power beyond his potential. And then um, Granola wonders if that means that he can be the strongest and the dragon says no so at this point he's told at no point in your lifetime at one point will you be stronger than anyone else in the universe so this disappoints granola but the dragon um points out that that it is still possible to become the strongest but there is a condition in which is needed to be agreed upon by granola for him to achieve that. And Granola agrees to it without even hearing what the condition is, right? So um, from this point, then it flips over to Beerus's planet, and we see Vegeta practicing um, learning how to Hakai um, from Beerus. Now, Beerus is not really paying attention, even though he's aware as to what Vegeta is doing. Vegeta has a rock the size of the palm of his hand, and he makes the rock disintegrate, right? But Beerus is telling him he's using key blast to destroy it, and he's actually not um, hakaiing it. He's not destroying it. He's not wiping it away from existence. He just, you know, he's just uh, normal 
breaking of the rock, right? Vegeta or Beerus picks up a rock and he hakai's it. Now this rock is the same size as the one that Vegeta had, and when Vegeta blew it up, it just kind of poof. That's the you know that's the uh, the automatopoeia that they got going on here. Poof. When Beerus blows this rock up, I mean it explodes like dynamite. It is a pretty powerful explosion, and um, and and that's what Vegeta says is that or Beerus says is that when you convert something from something to nothing, it will release heaps of energy. And and then it pans over to Goku and Whis or, uh, you know, training, um, kind of meditating, trying to perfect Ultra Instinct. And Goku um, mentions that, that Beerus is actually training Vegeta and um, that... Vegeta is going to get stronger his own way, and he's going to continue to polish Ultra Instinct. And, um, and uh, back to Beerus and Vegeta, he mentioned or Beerus mentions of Vegeta, the explosion's a real highlight of using destruction, and it never gets old. So then um, we're we're back then to Goku and Whis. See what I mean? We're going back and forth between a lot of a lot of different uh, characters here. And Goku says, let's see which one of us will be the strongest in the universe. And Whis remarks to him saying, how do you, and I'm going to paraphrase, how do you even know that someone else entirely will not show up? And Goku's like, do you know someone? Whis says, no, I'm just saying. Um, And then he makes the uh, remark then to the Oracle fish, isn't that right? And the fish kind of just, you know, kind of just shrugs up and he's like, "Uh, yeah, sure. Someone's going to show up soon. Vegeta overhears this, comes over, states that it's going to be him. Um, and then Vegeta demonstrates with a pebble the size of his pointer finger that he has learned to Hakai. And he successfully destroys the rock. Right? And Vegeta says that soon he'll be learning to destroy much larger things. And now we flip back over to Granola again. Um, and the scene shows that the dragon has dispersed. Um, so Granola's wish has been granted. Um, condition, the condition of the wish has not been um, revealed to us just yet. And um, we see Granola has gone through a physical transformation. He has long hair now. Uh, some people have joked that it looks like Super Saiyan 3, but uh, it's not. Obviously, it's just what he kind of looks like. So then Granola Testing out his new powers that that he has received from the dragon, he picks up a huge boulder, um, and then he he squeezes it with his hand, and then the boulder explodes. And now this boulder's it's huge. It's not not the size of the rock that Vegeta had. I mean, this thing is considerable in size, and 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 he blows it up, and it shows a panel of the mountainside that they were on, and. The explosion is huge, and then there's a big shock wave that just sent through the surrounding area. And Granola is impressed by what he just did, but he remarks um, that that explosion, what technique did he just use? So he doesn't even know what he did. He just knows how to do it. So, um, now, uh, the Namekian that Granola lives with... Uh, uh, Monado, Monato, I believe is how we properly pronounce it. He wakes up from the shock, the shock wave, and see that the Dragon Ball is gone, and he's starting to freak out. So he believes the worst is about to come. So he walks outside. He sees Granola floating in midair, and he asks, "Did you really use the Dragon Balls?" And Granola asks, "I have strength. The strength I've gained is unparalleled in the universe." And uh, uh, Monado can't believe that he's the strongest in the universe. And Granola says, I can now bring down Frieza. And he states, the Monado states, there had to be a condition. Don't tell me you accepted it. So it's like, apparently this dragon has this condition for maybe almost all the wishes. So, because... He's aware of the condition, even though he just walked out. And he states, you can't basically be um, out for 
know all this power because power brings enemies. And it's kind of true if you think about, you know, every time Goku gets stronger or any of the Z fighters, there's always a stronger enemy. So, yep, he's pretty accurate on that. And um, Granola says, don't be ridiculous. I'm the greatest in the universe. I can destroy anything that comes my way. And uh, Minato makes a wise statement here and says, don't let that power go to your head. You may be the strongest today, but you don't know what might come tomorrow. And it's pretty, pretty spot on there. And so Granola leaves looking for Frieza and he's going to go and ask, um, um, Alec, the leader of the heaters, um, for his location. So, uh, Minato, um, is kind of upset that he's, uh, quote, upended, uh, Granola's life once again. Not sure what that means, but that might be, uh, dove into at a later time. And then the chapter shifts back over, um, to Weiss and, um, the Z fighters, right? Weiss has now felt a disturbance. He is, um, using his staff to observe Granola, and he notices that Granola is, well, super strong, and that this might actually become an issue. In the meantime, though, Goku and Vegeta keep poking at the Oracle Fish to tell them what, or who's the strongest in the universe when the Oracle Fish will not tell them. And Granola makes his way over to the heaters, and then this is where I would say that the second half of the um the arc begins so uh in two days time he travels to the heaters and he interrupts their dinner and show that they got going on right and granola asks where's frieza and um Alex says i mean really do you is this all you really want right and he says we're not going to tell you because you're not the strongest i mean you, you stand no chance against frieza Granola says, I am the strongest. They kind of mock him, and um, Alec tells him again, get out of here. Granola still doesn't leave. And they use, um, or Alex tells Oil, one of his henchmen, kind of a bigger set guy, uh, to get rid of Granola. Well, Granola uh, dispatches him pretty easily, flicks him around, dodges his attacks, and just, you know, makes a little cakewalk. And um, there's a little fight that breaks out, yada, yada, yada. And after Oil has no success at getting rid of Granola, um, Alex sends one of his other henchmen. Her name is, uh, where is it? Sorry, I'm still trying to learn these names. Which one are you looking for? Um, it's not okay. So there's oil, gas, and then the other one. Her name's like Makai. Yeah, I think Mackie, Mackie, Mackie. Uh, if you okay. want to, I think the heaters they're all based on like a fuel source. And I think Mackie is a it's a Japanese term for like burning wood, I believe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so new to my vocabulary, learn something new every day. Uh, but uh, but Mackie attempts to, you know, um, stop Granola and get him kicked out. Uh, Granola uses some uh, maneuvers to um, get Mackie caught up in her own attack. And then he starts, you know, flinging her around the room. And and as she's getting beat up, um, Gas, which is the other third henchman, um, who has this kind of badass persona, Always like squinty eyed, serious, um, looks very powerful, doesn't really do a ton. Um, but we saw uh, Gas kind of take down Granola whenever he was weak. Uh, Gas comes in, cuts the, um, the connection between Granola and Mackie so that, you know, Mackie's not getting beat up all the time. And, um, and then Alec stops the fight right there. So we don't get to see a Gas versus. Granola fight, but I think they're saving gas for a uh, confrontation with someone else later. All right, that's cool. So then um, they stop fighting, and Alec asks, How'd you get so strong? What happened? And Granola says, That's not for you to know. 
Alex says, well, then um, why should I tell you where Frieza is? Because if you screw up, then the bounty is then going to be on our head. He said, Granola answers, I use the Dragon Balls. Alex said, okay, I thought so. Um, so your planet does have its own set of Dragon Balls. And then he states um, that uh, that's all they needed here. They don't know where Frieza is necessarily. Go home, cool off, and we'll be in touch and we'll tell you where. And Granola says, make it quick. I don't have much time to spare. Alec wishes for him to elaborate on that. And then Granola tells us what that condition was for his wish. And that is to make Granola the strongest in the universe. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase on this. The dragon will condense all of the strength that Granola will have throughout his entire life. And um, condense it down into a single point in his life. Um, and at the cost of reducing his lifespan. So, um, so yeah, whatever, whatever power he has next year. And then in two years, dragon basically takes all the energy, combines it together, makes it into the present. And he does this for his entire life in which we find out that his race's average lifespan is 200 years. He's only 50 years old. So that's about 150 years of power accumulation there. And his lifespan is then reduced down to three years. So huge, huge power upswing at the cost of basically his entire life. And then the heaters are looking at him, kind of stunned that he decided to make this agreement. And then Granola leaves and the heaters start talking and they're wondering if um, if they should just let um, if they should just let Granola go and destroy Frieza. But we find out some interesting stuff and that um, that the heaters are actually kind of business partners with Frieza and that they worked with Frieza to destroy planet the population on planet cereal. So then the heaters could then in turn um, profit from the planet. So that apparently must be not um, known news to Granola that, um, that uh, his partner here is one of the reasons why his entire life was, you know, uprooted. But that'll probably be explained or um, revealed later on. But still, um, now we learn that um, Alec actually doesn't want Frieza to be killed by Granola. Because if Granola is the strongest in the universe, then if he kills Frieza, well, then Granola is just going to be the person in which they then have to answer to. Um, and they don't have that, you know, partnership like they do with Frieza. But they also want to kill Frieza themselves so then they can take control of his army and so on and so forth. And Granola figures out a plan to use, um, Goku and Vegeta to get rid of Granola because they watched the tape on 7-3. They know how strong Goku and Vegeta are. And while they believe that you know, Granola is stronger than each one individually, um, together Granola should not stand a chance against the combined forces of Goku and Vegeta. So um, they are going to um, pit those two up now, Granola from previous chapters does have a grudge against the Saiyans because they were Frieza's uh, uh, right ha right-handed henchmen that destroyed Granola or um, Granola Planet Serial. So that's where that part of the plot will come. And then the very last pan here shows all three, uh, Granola, Goku, and Vegeta. And the caption says, at last... Um, Fate will bring these three together. And then next chapter hits April 20th. And that's how the chapter ends. Thank you. Thank you. Let's swoop back to, I guess we'll just do it by sections. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, let's hop back right at the very beginning here. So, so we have the wish, right? Mm -hmm. We have the wish, um, the original wish of just being the strongest that he can be. And the dragon can't make him the strong can't make him stronger than everyone because 
is, you know, the height of his potential is just not strong enough. Okay. So that part kind of you know, self-explanatory and then the conditions made. Yeah. But I think where we should probably start is the section with Vegeta and Goku. Okay. Yeah, let's start there. The only thing I was going to say about the wish is that I'm glad the dragon cleared that up, that he can't make him stronger than the gods. Because I know our last episode, we were starting to freak out, thinking that he was about to become out here stronger than, like, Whis and all of them. But I'm glad that they cleared that up. So, yeah, let's go to um, Vegeta and Goku, and we see Vegeta still learning the Hakai and Beerus explaining it, like you said, and then Goku's like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna do things my way, and he could do things his way, and I mean, I think the only thing with me here and Vegeta, I guess learning Hakai with that small little pebble, is the same problem, kind of, we had with MUI, like, these are supposed to be, like, the S-class moves, Hakai and Ultra Instinct, and Goku and Vegeta are learning them at rapid paces so i think that was my only problem with that how about you yeah it's um you know they're just accelerating um some of these you know moments i guess just for a story plot maybe in the anime they'll stretch this stuff out across a couple episodes with some filler but yeah it's like i mean at least we're seeing vegeta learn you know hakai and trained with it i mean we had no idea how the hell Goku learned Hakai whenever he did that against Zamasu, you know? I mean, it was just kind of out of nowhere. So, at least at least we see some training here. But, but I like how, how much emphasis they put on Vegeta here and Beerus' dialogue that, you know, um, all you did was break it with your key blast uh, when Vegeta was first trying to destroy it, and then Beerus explains what Hakai actually does, and that it causes an explosion. Um, even though we've never seen an explosion of stuff that was Hakai in the past, um, but um, maybe I forget, but I don't remember stuff being blown up. But hey, everything sort of changes, so. Right, and then you go to Granola with his fake Super Saiyan 3 look, and then he just picks up a big boulder, and it literally says, it looks like an explosion. Like, he said the boulder exploded, so it appears that he just instantly learned Akai, don't you think? Yes. Um, so, earlier this week, when they when they released some of the spoilers, um, they, they had shown the panels of Vegeta learning to Akai, and then they showed only the panel, the page, I think page 10. All they show is page 10. And that is Granola with a Super Saiyan 3 look, and he's picking up the rock, right? Um, and, and I had tweeted out that um, Granola must be, he must have learned Hakai from gaining all these powers from the Wish. Um, and I'm almost convinced, actually, I'm going to say, I am convinced that he is. Because in pay, on page 11, that rock explodes, and it causes a huge shockwave. You know, I mean, the previous page, page 8, um, um, shows that Vegeta will take a tiny pebble, hakai it, and then there's a, there's a big explosion, you know? And that's what Beerus is talking about, is that, Explosions are the thing about using destruction. They're the highlight of it, he says. It never gets old. And what the icing on the cake is that Granola is confused as to what he did. Uh, he said, in a surprise manner, the boulder exploded. Well, what technique was that? And that's the thing is that one of the people I had a discussion with on you know Twitter was that they said that he just lifted it and he's just learning how to use his key energy, his newly found key energy to, you know, disintegrate a rock. Um, and, and I said to myself, and I said to him um, that um, it doesn't make sense. Granola knows how to use key energy. That's not something that's foreign to him. He, he uses, um, he, he takes his two fingers and he just, you know, blasts everybody with them. 
Um, so he knows key. That's not something un- unbeknownst to him. But Hakaiing would definitely be that something that would um, completely shock him that he would learn. And if we're looking at how this arc is structured in terms of a story standpoint, if that is not the case, then there's no reason for this chapter to be laid out the way it is. We're jumping back and forth between Vegeta and Beerus learning Hakai. Um, Beerus is explaining these little tidbits about it. And then Granola literally does that in the next panel. So this is this is not just a storytelling. This is this is actually Toritaro and Toriyama telling you in my eyes that he just learned Hakai without actually bluntly saying he learned Hakai. And if if I turn out to be wrong on that, you know, that's fine. We're we're all wrong on some predictions and you know, we have hopes as to where we want chapters and arcs to go. But if that's wrong, then I don't know what to think about the writing because like you 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 fed you fed me this the way you wanted it and then you didn't it'd be like you know you you find us you get a cook serves you a steak it looks good on the outside but you ask for like you know medium rare and you got well it's just the inside the con it's just not it's not what it's supposed to be so i hope i pray that's that he knows how to hook high because at the end here, whenever we give some predictions, I have some bold ones. But um, if not, then it's just it's just a waste of time. Like some of the stuff that they've done in other chapters. But yeah. so, uh, do you, do you agree? Do you think it was Kai or no? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just because they talked about an explosion, that was an explosion, and that woke that woke um the Namekian up. And my only. I guess the only reason I think he just randomly learned Akai is that the wish was to make him the strongest mortal at that point. And maybe just because at this point, the only, well, Vegeta just learned Akai. So obviously you have to be able to Akai better than Vegeta. So I think that maybe that's something I don't know, because then we haven't seen him do like MUI out of nowhere. Now, if he does that in the next chapter, then I think my prediction is like, okay, these two are the strongest mortals right now, Goku and Vegeta. What are their moves? We have to make sure your moves are significantly better. And the only thing that I have left on this part is that anytime we says something could be troublesome, it's going to be troublesome. Because, like, Whis was following him in his sh- uh, granola on the ship, getting his hair cut, and he's like, oh, this this could cause a problem. So, Seeing we say that just amplifies how much stronger Granola's gotten. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And uh, and you you mentioned the thing that we and and this is going to segue into us discussing um, this second the second part here is that if Granola has learned Hakai, could he learn Ultra Instinct? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would like to say no to that. But here's the thing is that Hakai was always supposed to be a divine power. Yeah. Um, and that you need a divine energy to, you know, do, do that kind of stuff. But that's kind of been shown to not necessarily be the case. You don't necessarily need energy of destruction to Hakai stuff. Um, so it's kind of conflicting, but hey, we got to deal with what, what they present to us. Um, so if learning to Hakai, is not necessarily like you know um, a divine power and that mortals can learn it. Then is Ultra Instinct still something of like a divine origin? Um, because at first we were kind of taught that, according to Weiss, that it was not, and that yes, it's divine energy, but really anyone could learn it. And now uh, in the moral arc, we were kind of we were led on to that you need to have divine energy. Or Ultra Instinct. That's how Goku got his Mastered Ultra Instinct back um, after it was depleted. Um, And then we're kind of like, okay, so who knows what really is truth uh, whenever it comes to Ultra Instinct. Uh, But now whenever it comes with Granola, he has to fight 
oil, right? Now, he's significantly stronger than oil, probably. I, I don't think um, oil is anything of a threat. But he's dodging his attacks, you know? And he's just kind of toying around with them and beating them up. Is, is Granola demonstrating um, Ultra Instinct right now against oil? I don't believe so, but I don't have any I don't have any solid evidence either way to show if Granola is using Ultra Instinct, knows Ultra Instinct now, or I don't know. So I w- the only thing I would say on that is just on page uh, twenty six where they're like, What the heck he how's he dodging every blow? That was the yeah. exact exact words. Typically, in recent memory, when they say something like that, we think of UI. And then with UI, with the battle of the diviners, that not, I think it depends on what source material is seeing. Because remember, Tournament of Power, before Goku goes MUI, Master Roshi is showing his own type of dodging, like the concept yeah. of Ultra Instinct against Jiren. And if anyone who didn't read the manga, yes, Master Roshi was dodging Jiren's punches. Just, yep. if you haven't read that, go back. And it's completely different than the anime. So, just to go on that, we're talking about part two now with Granola demonstrating his powers. He obviously needs the the heaters because he could have just akai this dude. Like, he could have just akai them all, but he didn't. He just wants to know where Frieza's at. And, I'm, and I remember talking to you before recording. You're, you you want to see gas fight because gas gas looks like he can go. Oh yeah, gas looks gas looks like a tank. You know, and whenever I say a tank, I'm not talking about you know typical this this, this person's huge. I mean, um, gas looks like just straight up mercenary, like just ready to like if you were to if you were not to think of the terrible power scaling that has plagued the Dragon Ball franchise for a long time, you you would look at gas and you would be like, okay, what what I have been shown right now is that you are a significant threat. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think if gas shows up right now versus Goku, Vegeta, um, go, you know, Gohan, Piccolo, um, Majin Buu, I don't think gas is, you know, doing anything against those guys but um but there has to be something that is coming up with gas later on and we'll just have to wait and find out but and the thing is is though it's because gas gives off this aura of like you know um toughness or whatnot gas is a henchman to um elec mm-hmm. so i'm like how is Alex strong? Is Alex stronger? Does Alex just know how to play the game? You know, like why is Alec in charge then? Um, and uh, we'll just uh, have to wait and see on that. So it's it's definitely interesting. And then uh, to learn about this, the the few things like you know, um, the wish, the condition of the wish, it makes it makes that dragon unique because um, like. What what we have discussed on previous podcasts is that we we love um, in GT um, the Shadow Dragon arc, mm-hmm. right? Because we love the negative consequences of using Dragon Balls, and you know that's not canon canon since there's no manga to it. Um, personally, as I've stated on a previous podcast, if Toriyama's name is any sort of attached to it, and you pay money to, in some way, shape, or form to view it. You can treat it as canon if you want. That's just my two cents, but I know not many people will share that um, um, agreement with me. But regardless, this set of Dragon Balls, the two, the two set, has a negative consequence, and that is his life is shortened by you know, a, a, yeah, a ton, which is great. It's great because it just there's a there's finally a negative side effect. Yeah, that. That was cool. I mean, again, consequences on why you're making the wish. And we talk about elect if we don't know how, like, if he's stronger than gas, if he's weaker than gas, and all these things like that. But you could tell this guy's the leader because 
he knew the right questions to ask Granola. He's like, all right, you're not going to tell us how you got strong. Then what's the point? Like, like you screw it up. And then he's like, I use the Dragon Balls. He's like, do it. And like talking. And then he gets him to confess like that there is a lifespan thing. Like he only has three years left. So in Dragon Ball terms, it's probably going to be like 100 chapters. So the guy knows how to lead and get the right questions. And then obviously when Granola leaves and they're talking about like, what's the next plan? He's already devised, like, we can't kill him because he'll be the boss. Well, we can't let him kill Frieza because then Granola will be the boss of Frieza's army. Our main goal is to be in charge of Frieza's army, but we can't have Granola around, so we gotta take him out and we're gonna use the sand. So there we go going back to the first chapters of this arc, saying, let's use the information we know. And he said that if we pair him, even if he's stronger than both of them individually, if we get him together, he should uh, be able to lose. So then Granola's out. And apparently, if they think that Granola is going to be taken out by Goku and Vegeta and they want to take over Frieza's thing, now they're confirmed that the Dragon Balls can do crazy wishes. They're, they're, they're kind of a threat. I feel like they're going to be the final bad guys in this when this is all said and done. Yes, I agree. I don't think Granola will be the final villain, or at least not the most threatening villain in this entire arc. Um, it's definitely going to be the heaters. Now, remember, they still are going to go to um, um, Zuno, um, get all the information that they were talking about in the previous chapters. They're going to find a set of Dragon Balls and make a wish of some sort. Maybe it will even be the Super Dragon Balls, you know? And we'll see what they do with that, but they have the workings to make this one of the greatest arcs out there. And like, like as you've been stating, um, is that they're they're smart. So this will show the the viewers, the fans, that power is not going to be the end all that has been given to us in the past. You know, so it's not going to be who gets stronger, who punches harder. And with the previous arc with Moro, we started to get that right. We had Moro uses magic. Um, and he gains upper hand by draining your life force, you know, okay. Master ultra instincts, what is needed to defeat him. And they kind of deviated from that. Okay, cool. But like they're using dragon balls to cover the gaps. They're um, getting smart and intelligent, um, planning, strategically thinking of how to one up um, the Z fighters without going head to head against them. Um, so it's, it, it is fresh. It's great. And they're doing a pretty, pretty good job at um, the ideas in which they are now finally churning out. Um, can't believe it's taken a few years to um, to start thinking like this. Hey, um, I won't complain any more than that because it's always better late than never. Um, now, there was um, one thing that I wanted to mention, though. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, but I'll have to come back, come back to that. On that last page, you just wanted to bring up to how they say that last faith will bring this three together. As soon as I read that, I instantly got flashbacks to the Dragon Ball Super Broly promotions. Because remember, they were saying the same thing about Goku, Vegeta, and Broly. At last, fate brought those three together. I felt like it was the same promotional thing. Yeah, it yeah, most definitely is. And, um, you know, I get, sometimes I just do a copy and paste kind of uh, deal there. But, uh, well, I would like it if they actually got Broly involved, too. But, uh, you know, I, who knows what I was thinking. Mitch, that's actually a very good point because we've been talking about, well, obviously with, like, MUI and now Hakai stuff about the strongest mortal. But before Moro and without fusion MUI or anything like that Broly was the strongest mortal I mean uncontrolled but he was the strongest yep absolutely and uh, who knows where he's actually at right now I mean I would think that after the Moro arc that he would be the second strongest mortal like just straight up after Goku now mm -hmm. I would assume he would still stomp Vegeta until Vegeta learns how to Kai here then you know it's kind of like who can Hakai who, but... It's funny you said that, because remember in the movie, Vegeta had the better one-on-one -on -one fight against Broly. 
about time. He kept getting stomped <laughs> in every fight that he ever fought in. I'm like, I like absolutely. about time they gave him some, you know, like some some good light to shine on, you know. That was one of my favorite parts of that movie, but I digress. So back to this chapter and like our predictions going forward. I think because he's going to try and they're talking about fate meeting them, which we're going to have to figure out how that works because they're on Beerus's planet now. And I don't know if this guy has the means to get to Beerus's planet, but for elect to really like push me to like, he's a boss, bad leader that if he tells him, he's like, Oh, if you want to hurt some Saiyans, like go to Earth, start blowing stuff up. They'll instantly appear. We learned that from seven three. I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, most definitely. Or, or Alec can be like, hey, we can go over to Zuno and learn where everyone is, and then you can just start your revenge tour. You know, yeah, a- and um, so yeah, either go to Earth, which is probably what would happen, just because they already have that information from seven three. And I don't know if they would really want to tell Granola of Zuno. You know what I mean? But yeah. it could also be that. But um, I'm just now waiting for Granola to find out that the heaters were involved with the destruction of his planet at the hands mm-hmm. of Rizzo. That's, that's going to be some juicy drama that will come up. In which part of me thinks that that has the, the seeds to make Granola a protagonist. Because, I mean, the, the guy is not, he's not, he's not like Baby, you know, Baby wanted revenge against the Sands, but he just wanted to take over everything. You know, he had a grudge against humans, and they didn't do a damn thing. Uh, Granola here doesn't come across as he is just trying to control everyone, kill everyone. All he wants to do is get revenge and go to bed at night. He treats the people the, the Sugarians, he treats them good with respect. I mean, he pays for his stuff. He could literally go in there and steal all of their merchandise. But, you know, he's he, he's a normal civilian. Just he wants revenge. So it's like he's actually going to be an antagonist at the end of all of this. And um, now we are we're trying to predict who's going to die. At the end of this arc, who of these new characters is going to be dead? And he Granola has a feud with Frieza. Yep. So it's um, as you as you asked me earlier, who at the end of the arc, Granola and Frieza cannot be, unless a huge plot twist comes around in that Granola takes all of his pent up revenge and directs it towards the heaters instead of Frieza or the Saiyans. You, you can't expect Frieza and Granola to both be, you know, still alive at the end of all this. And I don't think so. So in my eyes, Granola has to be the one that dies because I can't imagine that we would get rid of Frieza. Um, Unless it's finally time. To, to bring back, G, to retcon GT. Yeah, to get rid well, that and to get rid of Frieza because I know when you were talking about the predictions and stuff, I was like, well, yeah, he has to, Frieza's got to go too because I find it funny how in the third or fourth chapter of this new like season that he's going to go see Goku and Vegeta, but are we going to probably have to wait like 20 manga chapters before he's finally face-to-face with Frieza? I think it's funny that I mean, we have not even seen Frieza. You know, that, we, true, yeah. we haven't gotten a single panel of just Frieza just, you know, doing anything. So it's like, is he going to be a part of this? We keep talking about him, but we haven't even shown what he's doing. So um, we'll find out about that. Um, but um, to the viewers, uh, you might have heard what I said there about retconning GT. I've always said that I would love it if they redid GT because story plots for that are just phenomenal. Um, and I mean, GT takes place after Z and superhero is in between um, the events of Boo and then the 28th World Martial Arts Tournament, which I'm about to mention here in about 30 seconds. Um, so um, if we want to you know, try to course correct everything, uh, Frieza needs to be dead before the world, the 28th World Martial Arts Tournament. And maybe Gridol is the one that kills him. I don't think so. But, I mean, if you try to line up the stars. If I remember correctly, though, after the 
well, we know what Frieza's doing. Frieza's trying to make another mechanism to control Broly, because that was his end goal at the end of the movie. That is true. Yeah. We'll see what he's doing there. I mean, who knows what they're doing now? We haven't we haven't seen about Broly. There hasn't been a mention of Broly since the beginning of the moral arc. And we haven't seen Frieza since the more or the Broly movie, except for that. I think it was a kind of a joke, like um, chapter, like arc chapter, yeah. where they just showed Frieza saying that, like they're just trying to avoid Earth, you know, while Moro was doing his thing. You've already gone to mention too that you're already thinking that Granola's going to show up. He's going to he's about to stop Mui Goku, which that's going to cause a storm. Well, I think, and this is why they kept drilling this into our heads in this chapter, Granola knows how to Akai. I don't, if, if Granola doesn't know and doesn't know Mastered Ultra Instinct, then he's not competing against Goku. As Weiss mm-hmm. has stated, it doesn't matter how strong someone is, if you know Mastered Ultra Instinct, you're not getting touched. Unless you're Jiren. Unless you're, yeah, unless you're Jiren. But like, we had Moro absorb the power of an angel and mastered ultra instinct Goku at its lowest tier beat him. We're talking about uh, about angel powers. Goku defeated an enemy with angel powers. So Granola, there's no way in hell all of mm, Granola's power can equate to an angel, right? Um, so the only thing I can think of, and this is where that bold prediction comes in, Granola has to set a tone for this arc, and I think he's going to he's going to Hakai Goku because I mean that's the way to, to make the the playing field level. And now you to someone who might be listening, they they might think that's crazy. But let me tell you, let's talk about another part of this arc that they've already hinted at that would be the motive for. Uh, granola to Hakai Goku, and that is in the first chapter that we ever saw Granola whenever he was sleeping and he had the nightmare of what occurred on his planet. Remember, whenever he ran into the church to get away from the great apes, and then the great ape appeared through the hole in the ceiling, and it appeared that it had Bardock's scar on the side of his face. So then, think about we didn't because he woke up from that nightmare, right? What if Granola was the one who killed him, or um, Granola, Bardock was the one who killed his family, and then Bar- the full moon disappeared or whatever, and Bardock transformed back into his humanoid form. Granola, in the rubble of that church, sees um, what Bardock looks like, and then he sees Goku, and then he is in a fit of rage. And then he hakais him. Yeah, and we've We've seen not Goku getting Kai. But we've seen that type of thing before. Just go back to uh Goku Black arc when Trunks comes back to the present as soon as he sees Goku, he thinks he's Goku Black and he's gonna try and kill him. Yeah. Uh, we've seen also, if you remember in Dragon Ball Z when Frieza first fought Goku, Frieza was saying that he looks familiar and was having flashbacks of his de- of his Goku's dad. Yeah. So we've seen this before. Shoot. If Frieza got involved too, he could be like, well, before we fight, remember, you see that Stan who looks like that's the son of the person who uh, killed your family and all that stuff. So before you fight me, why don't you kill him? So then Frieza's using Granola to kill Goku because, you know, that's one of Frieza's goals. And we're just, everyone's playing integral pieces of chess with Granola as their top piece trying to take out a group that they don't like, which I actually kind of like. Yeah. It's um, it's it is very, it's very interesting. A whole bunch of manipulation is what this is going to come down to, and and I I pray I pray that there is an actual death, erasing of a protagonist, and and and, I, and Goku would come back at the end of the arc, right? I mean, somebody would have to bring him back with Dragon Balls, whatever it might be, um. If the Super Dragon Balls can bring back all these erased universes of the tournament power, they can bring back Goku. So, you know, that um, my prediction is not, you know, just out of left field. Let's see what happens. There's an end to it. But that would that would stick it 
that would stick this arc out way more already than what it is compared to all these other arcs because this arc has the most world building already than most of these other arcs have had combined during their entire run. We we see more of Granola and the heaters in this arc than we have seen Goku and Vegeta. And and we're talking about a Dragon Ball manga, you know? And um it's it's good. It's good. And but yeah, this this arc a death of Goku and Vegeta would be I mean, it'd go back to Z, you know? What made the Nama or the Sand saga so good was, you know, Goku got killed, then had to go and train with, you know, King Kai, and then um, Vegeta and Nappa arrived. They they screw up the uh, Z fighters. Uh, Goku wins. Um, Goku and Frieza. I mean, it takes Goku forever to get there, so he might not be dead, but he was absent. Made for a pretty good arc, and um, and you know, just when Vegeta. Think about like when you were watching the Boo arc, right? And Vegeta dies trying to kill Boo. Goku has to go back to the other world. And we're wondering, what the hell are we going to do? You know, that makes good storylines. So if Goku's yeah. out of this arc for a decent amount of time, then, you know, Vegeta's going to have to play hero or new heroes will emerge or plot twists will come around. And um, yeah, I, I pray. so. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I don't know if he's gonna get full Hokai die. I don't see that because I don't. I just don't see it now. I see him getting stomped. Maybe, maybe he doesn't use MUI because Goku's one of those people like I don't want to use MUI until I get to like MUI level two or Master MUI level one or something like that. Unfortunately, if this goes back to status quo, Vegeta's gonna rush in against Granola, try and do Hokai, not gonna work initially. Get stomped, and Goku hops in. And then that doesn't work. Granola leaves, blah, blah. The usual usual stuff that may or may not happen. But when you talk about impact, it makes me go back to the Moro arc. And if you remember that chapter, that specific uh, picture right before uh, Mirrors comes, and it has all of the Z fighters down after like Moro stabbed Goku in the chest. And we were like, oh my God, is Goku dead? Mm-hmm. Like, and then they were, and that's actually one of my favorite pictures of that entire arc because it, they each Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Piccolo, 17, 18, each have a panel where they're all yeah. down. And you're just like, oh, we're, we're, we're flirting in the, we're going to lose territory. And then an, an angel mirrors shows up. And to bring back like a protagonist's death, yeah, I agree because I know I was not a fan of mirrors coming back, sacrificing his life for Goku. And then you were just like, oh, we just brought him back without the angel powers. They should have kept him yeah. dead to weigh the burden more on Goku so he learned some things. So hopefully they don't do that again. That's not what I want to see. But yeah, the biggest thing is, however long this is, a year, two years, someone's got to go. Yeah. Granola, Frieza, both, Peters, a combination of those, somebody's got to go. Well. Granola has to kill someone. In my eyes, he has he has to kill either Frieza, Goku, or Vegeta. Because if you made a wish to reduce your life from 150 years remaining to three because you wanted revenge, if all you do is beat people up, is that really revenge? Like this ain't backyard like or like you know playground at the school bullying you know getting revenge on. I mean, he is hell bent on killing people who ruined his life that he mm-hmm. he shaved off 147 years of his life like we're talking about like I'm trying to do quick math here we're talking about like you know 90 like like 98% of his life he got rid of for this opportunity and it's like if all he does is beat him up and then leave I'm like it's not really revenge man apparently you you really aren't like your nightmares are not speaking, bothering you that much. Speaking of revenge, I want to go back to my elect thing about him sending to Earth. We're talking about Goku and Vegeta, like they're the only Sans. But how about if we get Goku and Vegeta super invested in this because um, Granola goes and kills their son because they are Sans? Yeah. 
that's how you get Goku and Vegeta super invested. Oh, absolutely. Because now they bench on that guy. And then you have this whole triangle of like, oh boy, now we're in for some action. Because I mean, there's Gohan, there's Goten, there's Trunks, there's Pan, there's there's like what four or five Saiyans just on Earth alone related to those two. So if you go there, and could you imagine if like Goku Vegeta showed up late and they saw like Gohan get Hakai after like Trunks and Goten are dead? Oh my! God. Well, it would probably be Gohan because I wouldn't know how granola would know about trunks or goten because they weren't involved in the uh, moro arc therefore seven three would not have known of their existence but gohan you make a good point of if gohan went and got hakai uh, well you got goku involved and then you would just have to figure out how to get um you know or uh, vegeta involved but yeah that would be that'd be a definitely good motivator you know there's one other thing that um i want to ask is so I, I looked this up after i read it somewhere this arc takes place. The age is 780, right? And the the 28th World Martial Arts Tournament happens in 784. I looked up. So Granola has if Granola lives and the day he dies, then there's only one year left before the tournament, um, the 28th World Martial Arts Tournament. Is this Ooh, that's a good catch. That's a good catch. Is this know. going to be the last arc? Before, you know, we we uh, converge to Z and then whatever happens after that? I, that has to be because I, first off, that's a real good patch on you. I wonder if that, if that was a little sneak thing that people aren't catching because I'm not seeing anyone else bring that up because that would only give them one year until Oob. And Oob's already of like that type of age and height where he was. When they when Goku and him fought at the tournament, so dude, that's a real good catch. It, it has to be. This has to be the last one. Yep. I spe- if, if Granola this- lives, this has to be the last arc before the end of Z. If he dies, then it's like you know, three years is three years. But oh well. Yeah, man. That's I'm gonna have to really. Oof. That is a real freaking. That's why you're the expert. Well, that is a real. Well, it's easy to throw these ideas off. He knows, you know, stuff starts bouncing and then bam, things start clicking. So, yeah, no, that's I'm excited, man. Like, this one answered some of our questions from last month and it dropped early. So, I'm really excited for what's about to happen next month on April um, 20th. Mish, do you have anything else you want to say before we uh, sign out? Nope, that's it. that's for me. I think Cooper, you know, I think uh, I already hear him popping in the uh, Dragon Ball Z disc. So I got to see what chapter, <laughs> what disc he's already in. If he's on a disc at night or not. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll find out. He turns a uh, one month in two days uh, on the 20th. So uh, time flies, man. It's actually going to be kind of crazy going uh, forward through like the months and the year because every time we record, a manga chapter will be around his month yep, birthday. Yeah, that's uh, go figures. That's how it would be. You know, I'm going to have to try to celebrate his birthday while sneaking in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. The only thing that I have left is just a quick thing. Obviously, um, Dragon Ball had their game thing a couple weeks ago and introduced like all the new content for all their new games, which was super successful. I'm hoping that that's how they finally announce a new movie or a new um anime they have that official dragon ball site now so i'm really hoping because they have just like a day like hey we're doing we're having interviews with the voice actors blah 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 show trailer for the movie show trailer for the moral arc and just set this thing ablaze and then have us doing emergency podcasts when they I think, I think the one thing I want to know is um, when when the day comes and the anime kicks back up, is it just going to be on cable television or is it going to be on one of these streaming services? Well, obviously, first it'll have to be on Crunchyroll because they'll get those out. I mean, they're in Japan, so they'll get them out. When it comes to the U.S., ooh, that's a... I mean, you can uh, watch Super on, on Hulu right now. Yeah, and it was on Adult Swim when it was coming out um like live for america so that's a good question we're gonna have to 
really wait and wait and see on that. But besides that, uh, happy sand day, everyone. Thank you, Mitch, for being on the L7C podcast as always. Now I'm going to have to say thank you, Cooper, for not having to have Mitch <laughs> get up. <laughs> during- oh. My wife's probably going crazy. I'm going to save the day. So, <laughs> <laughs> Less editing for our guy, Justin. But thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure to like, rate, comment, subscribe on anywhere you listen. And you guys have a good care. one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms. And we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.